As a mother, wife, and divorce attorney for over 15 years, experience has taught me a lot about how to deal with times of uncertainty, transition, and facing opportunities for growth. I'm happy you're joining me for this part of the journey. The decision to divorce is a difficult decision. It is one that people live with for many years, oftentimes before they actually decide to take action on that decision. My guest here today is Kim Griffith, and she's going to talk with us about her decision to divorce, when she made the decision, what it was like, what the concerns and fears were while she was contemplating that decision, and what the divorce process was like in life after divorce. Now, Kim has been a guest on our show before. She is a life and leadership coach. She does amazing work in helping people work through triggers. She's the founder of the Wave Institute. But today she's here to share with us her personal story. Kim, thank you so much for being here. Oh, absolutely. I think this is such an important message and I'm happy to share to help anyone who goes through it. So as we get started today, I think it would be helpful if you can tell us who who are the people in your immediate family? Uh, My um, ex-husband, he's now remarried actually. Um, And Tori, my daughter, she's 18. She's a senior in high school. And then I have two stepkids who are grown and gone that are um, Clark's kids. And when did you actually get a divorce? <laughs> um, I got it for going on four years. All right. Now, how long did you live with that decision, the, the question of whether or not you would get a divorce? Well, probably for about three years before I actually took action. I started to seriously contemplate it. And what was it in your life that was happening that was sort of leading you in that direction? Well, you know, we didn't have a lot of chaos and uh, we didn't argue, which made it even more difficult, honestly, to make the decision. Um, But I had hit a place, I had started to, to do some growth, personal growth, and I had hit a place where I just got real with myself that, you know, I had married a doctor and I married, you know, I had all of this um, pretty house and cars and yet I was dying inside. I just, and I had to get real about that and, and realize that I wasn't in alignment. And we, I, we had a big age difference. So, um, there was some dynamics going on that just, I couldn't get through and I worked really hard before I made the decision to try different things to make sure. Um, And I think it was just, we hit a place where I just knew it was time for us both. I wasn't being really fair to him and giving him what he really deserved and I wasn't happy. I just couldn't find that place. So I made the decision and, but I had a lot that I went through before I actually took action. Well, I want to talk a little bit about that. I mean, I know, you know, one of the things that holds people back is fear. What were some of your fears uh, about divorce? Oh my goodness. Okay. I had a lot of fear about, well, I mean, I'll just go through them. Financial fear was huge. I had just, you know, I kind of, I was growing my business, but I was not at a place where I was quite there taking fully take going to be able to take care of myself. So I had to face that fear and stretch myself. Um, and just being the fear of failure, just having to face the fear of failure that I didn't 
make it with my family, right? And I, I just fear, fear, failure, failure, and um, having to work through that guilt. Uh, I had to face the fear of actually just being alone. And I was pretty codependent, so that was really hard for me to actually contemplate being alone. And, and you know, being a little older, thinking, am I going to be alone forever? Having to face that fear and you know, trusting that I'm gonna, I'm going to find my way. And then the fear of, you know, losing my friends, you know, we had couples that we would go out with and the fear of losing my friends and some I did <laughs> and, you know, learning to be okay with that. And then what else? I was really had some fear around, um, I, I know a common fear that I often hear from people when they're considering divorce is, you know, how that will change their relationship with their child. Oh, gosh, yes. That was so huge. I mean, my fear of what it would do to my daughter was big because I'm also in this business. So I know what it can do to kids if you don't handle it well. Um, and so the fear of that and how it would impact her was huge. And would she, I, I mean, here's, I'm going to be really honest and vulnerable. The fear of her hating me because I'm the one making the decision. And, you know, that was a big one. And, you know, I knew I was going to be leaving and he was going to be, um, the house was going to be his. And so I was going to change my lifestyle. And so would Tori want to come with me or would she rather stay with Clark? So this whole, the f massive fear and in my, and all of that. So what did you, where did you turn? Like, how did you work through the fear and take action in spite of the fear? I, I got support. Um, I had a really great um, business partner friend at the time that I counted on a lot to work through some of this, these fears and um, process them. And I, I did a lot of personal growth. I'm not going to lie. I had to dig deep to, to actually have the courage and strength to make the decision I knew I needed to make for both of us. And so, yeah, I did. I got a lot of support. When, um, when it came time to tell your, your then husband, um, how did you, how did you work through that conversation and how did it go? Um, well, you know, it was kind of progressive with us. So, you know, it wasn't just one big boom. He wasn't prepared. Um, so I kind of had little conversations throughout um, that kind of progressed. And then when I was re ready to make the decision, um, I just looked, I just looked at him and said, I just have to be honest. I, I, can't give you what you need and I am trying and I've tried and I just have to be real and I I just need to move forward and and get a divorce we have it's time for us to do that and at first he had, you know it was not easy it was just not easy and you know the Kind of the, the reaction. The reaction is, you know, and I, I think it's hard because a lot of people don't know how to handle that kind of, you know, he, he handled it well. I'm not going to, I'm not going to act like he just lost it, but it was hard and, and his reaction was hard for me. And I had to really validate his frustration and his feelings and then not get so defensive. Right. And I just stayed listening and 
Um, and we, but through that conversation and me not reacting, you know, and, um, he, we were able to kind of come to a calmer, calm place and come to the agreement that it was probably best for both of us. Now at the, even though he didn't want it, I'm not saying he wanted it. Right. At the outset, um, of, you know, kind of beginning the divorce process, did you all talk about what kind of divorce you wanted to have? Um, yes. Once we got through that initial conversation, we did talk about the importance of staying, um, keeping it cordial. And, 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 you know, I actually didn't really, you know, know the understanding of collaborative that much. I didn't, didn't you really. All, you all decided to do a collaborative divorce. Yes, we did. Yes. And, um, but I knew I wanted to walk through it in the highest way possible and not have it affect our daughter, uh, you know, the least impact possible on her. And honestly, I wanted to keep our relationship somewhat intact. I, that was a really big, important thing to me. It was, it's a value of mine to stay connected as much as possible. Now, I know that's not possible for everyone, but for me, it was, I was going to, I was committed to doing it as much as possible. Because so. even though you were deciding to end the marriage, I mean, there was still, you all still had a friendship at, at yes. the end. Yes. Um, what, what surprised you about the divorce process? What challenges did you encounter in um, the process? Well, you know, just the dear, once I, the, I will tell you the grief, the different emotions that came over me that were really unexpected, uh, gr grief, um, that, you know, I didn't, I lost that ideal marriage or what I would have wanted <clears throat> to, you know, feel the grief or f massive fear would come over me. And, you know, just being with that because it would be strong at times. I'm not, I mean, I'm just not going to sugarcoat this. It would just be <laughs> like, Oh my God, what did I do? Um, you know, lots of fear and grief. And so I would have to, because it almost made me you know, maybe I need to, maybe I made the wrong decision. Maybe I need to go back. Really cause you to second guess mm -hmm. yourself. Mm -hmm. And so I had to really look at that and, and then ask the hard question, you know, if you went back, how would that be for him and you? And you're not being honest. You're not, you would just continue to live that way. And so I had to really dig deep. I mean, it is changing the, the status quo is sort of our default, right? And so anytime we make a change to the status quo, it takes us way outside of our comfort zones. Yes. Uh, yeah. And you felt that. <laughs> it was a huge stretch for me across the board because he took care of a lot of things. And, you know, I, it was, it was a personal stretch for me to learn how to handle finances and, uh, you know, learn how to invest my money and how all these decisions that he did a lot of, I had to, it stretched me in every single way, <laughs> every single way. And, um, you know, but sometimes when you get honest about that, staying is harder than the stretch of going into the risk and the unknown and the uncertainty. That's when you just trust, you, you know, you have to find the trust that you'll find your way through it and just and keep going. And that's trust with yourself. I mean, that's mm -hmm. probably one mm -hmm. of the, the hardest 
muscles to build if you haven't built it is really learning to rely on yourself. Yes. And I, I would tell, um, I did not have a huge muscle <laughs> at that point about believing that I can handle all of this, you know, being alone and handling things all on my own. So it was, it was a big stretch. It was. What, um, you, you talked about valuing connection and I'm just wondering what role your values played in your divorce process. It was the roadmap. My values were the roadmap for um, handling the conflict that did happen. And <laughs> it did happen. And, you know, taking a deep breath when, you know, when there was conflict and frustration and um, not reacting. And, you know, and even when I did, I was able to own it and work with it. But <laughs> all the things that you yeah, teach. <laughs> all the things I teach, I had to fully embody at yeah. the highest level during this. And, um, you know, be, you know, it was, it was my values totally, I was just stay true. Every single time there was a conflict or there was something that was just like, oh my gosh, what a, is this going to, what's this going to cause? And. I don't know if we're going to make it and still be friends. And um, I just stay true to my values of connection and finding the win-win. What that's a, that's a thing I go with. Like, is there in any challenging situation can I find the win-win? Like, what is so important to me? What is a yes and a no for me? Knowing that for yourself is so important through a divorce. Hear me, <laughs> becoming clear about what is my yes and my no. What can I? What can I give up? What can I let go of? What, how can I see through his eyes and honor him, you know, and not just make him wrong because I feel like crap, right? Or, or I feel so guilty how I want to make him wrong. And, or, and the other kind of spectrum of that is placating, is just kind of like giving in and yes. like not being true to yourself. And Absolutely. That's one of the, 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 I think great guiding principles is really getting clear with yourself about what is your yes, what is your no. Yeah, and that's not hard. That's that. I mean, that is hard because we are a culture of external, you know, doing what we should do, right? Or you know, what looks good or whatever. Everybody else's rules. Yes, everybody, everybody else. else like, what what do they think I should uh -huh. do? What you know, and to to learn to actually ask the question, what is important to you? What is your yes and no? That took me to a whole new level, being able to do that, you know, and communicating that. And, you know, when that wasn't what he wanted, right? And so learning how to communicate and stay, stay in the conversation without getting so mad at, you know, yeah. so mad and letting those triggers, right, um, take over. And then just ruin because you don't get anywhere in that place. Mm -hmm. So just learning to stay true to my values, stay, learn. I got a lot of support during that time, like I said, about content, you know, reflecting on where I'm willing to give up and what I'm not. I almost, because I have a part that would want the connection more, so I would give myself up. Mm -hmm. And I had to be careful with that and not do that. I, I appreciate your honesty because I think one one of the things about collaborative divorce is people think, oh, it's going to be so easy, yeah, no. <laughs> and it's you know for everybody who's in agreement, and and it's 
maybe it's easy to kind of walk away and just, you know, forget. But the truth is that the collaborative divorce process was created to resolve conflict. So it is, I mean, that conflict is a very natural part of divorce. And yes. learning how to kind of show up in a different way. You know, one of the things we do in collaborative is we spend time asking the parties, you know, what are your goals? Mm-hmm. Um, and that is a time for people to, to get really clear about what, you know, what their own personal values are and to let those values guide and direct them. And you did that. You were such an amazing yes. embodiment of that. I so appreciated that part of the divorce with, with y'all, um, with Hargrave, because, you know, it made me really dig deep to say what, what is most important to me, mm-hmm. not just, oh, let me get through this, you know, so I don't have to feel this way. <laughs> like, let me just hear you can have this or, you know, or, or being so mad that I'm going to hold on and say, no, I'm not giving in to that, you yeah. know, for no re- for no good reason. Right. To, for to that process of checking in to see what my values are, what, is, what do I want? What is important to me? The way that was handled helped me get clear about yeah. what what I was willing and not willing to do. Uh, do you remember how long your divorce lasted? <laughs> Probably seems six like an months? eternity when you're in it. I yeah. felt, I think it was only six months. Yeah. No, it, was it six months? I mean, isn't that crazy? I don't, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think from the beginning, yeah, it was six months from the beginning to the very end. It was six months. Um, so let's shift now and talk a little bit about life after divorce. You, you were honest. You shared with us that when you were in the divorce process, you really second guessed your decision. Where are you now with that? Um, well, first of all, my relationship with my ex is great. And I am so, I think I'm most proud of that, like being able to maintain that because there was so much I respect about him and I do care about him. Um, so that was huge. So for us to maintain that is great. And, um, I, I have, I'm a, I feel like a different, completely different person. I am so much more in alignment with my, with the way I'm living and my choices and I know more who I am. I have learned to be alone, which is like, I, I, I need to do that. I just needed to do that. I had never done that really. And so I feel so much more empowered. I know how to handle finances. I know I get to make mistakes and learn and grow from them. And I just feel so much more in my power for sure. And I've taken my business to a whole nother level. It really stretched me into my passion and, you know, being committed to that. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I feel like a different person. I, I just feel calm and peace more, more peace. Not that I don't have challenges, but <laughs> I'm just saying. And tell us a little bit about your relationship with your daughter. You said that was one of the great things that you feared was that she would you know, be angry at you and choose dad over you. And yes. tell us how, how well, things are going. <clears throat> I actually had a conversation with her last night. I said, I just want your feedback, you know, what it was like for you. And, and she said, mom, I, well, first of all, my relationship is amazing with my daughter. And, um, so I'm so thankful for that. And a lot of it was my ability to, you know, listen to her when she was, you know, and handle her, handle her and listen to her through this process. Right. Um, but I, I was talking to her and she said, I said, tell me some of the things that, you know, 
that you were you're thankful for the, with the way we handle it, and then some things that you're not. Right. And she said, I'm so glad you did not put me in the middle. Mm, she that's said, so important. I, she said, mom, I, you know, I've had friends that, you know, I've, I've watched their parents not get along and the kids are in the middle and it's horrible. And she said for y'all not to do that was so impactful, even though it was hard on me, it made it so much easier. That's some really wise words there. Right. And, um, you know, that's that's hard to do when you're really frustrated and going through a hard divorce, right? It's, it's a lot of times I think it's a very natural uh, response that parents feel with their children mm -hmm. is that, you know, my child needs to know the truth, the truth of what I'm feeling. <laughs> and, and we always tell people that they, they really don't need to know that. They don't need to know everything that you're experiencing. What they really need to know is That's that right. both parents love them. And That's that, right. That the parents are the decision makers, not the children. That That is so true. And we did, I will say, one of the things we, uh, there's two big things that we talked about last night. And she said, you didn't put me in the middle and you didn't um, badmouth each other. Mm. And she said that was, I'm so grateful for that because I love you both. And that would have been horrible. And, and then she said, you get, you kind of helped let me, even though you didn't put me in the middle, you, at certain times you brought me into the process where I felt like, so when I moved, I actually brought her with me. What do you think? And she was part of that process. Right? Oh, that's great. And so she had, and then we gave, we were flexible, even though we had structure of when she went to him and when she came to me, we also had some flexibility in that where she, if she said, I'm just, you know, I'm in the middle of studying. Can I have two more days? I just need to stay put. We, we both allowed that, yeah. um, which she said gave her a sense of control even even during uncertainty and, and transition, that she felt she had a little bit a sense of control over her life. So which she was would huge. have been about fourteen at the time. And, um, and that's yeah. Which can really mm -hmm. be such a difficult time. Yes. For kiddos transitioning through divorce. And she did have a little you know, I'm not, she acted out in some ways during, sure. and we had to sit down. Clark and I actually came together to handle those times. Um, and that's so that. one of the takeaways when you're able to have a constructive, healthy divorce that, yes, you know, you it, can mm -hmm. still, still be parenting together, which is, they need that, you know, yeah. they need that. And, you know, now granted, we, we already had some, uh, we agreed on how we parent, you know, so that part was good, yeah. you know, but sometimes we didn't agree on certain things, the way he would handle it. And now I wasn't in the middle, right. To always manage everything. <laughs> so he had to handle certain things and there are certain things I didn't agree on. So we had, we would have to have a conversation, you know, yeah. about that. But then I had to learn to let go. You know, oh, that's a hard one. I had to let go and not <laughs> control the way he did everything. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah, it's yeah. a so hard, it's good. Yeah. What um what is your what does your future look like? What are you what are you looking forward to? <clears throat> well, I can I can tell you um, that my my idea of a, a of a relationship has definitely evolved, and so as I contemplate moving into, I'm not in that place quite yet, but I'm I'm as I contemplate a new relationship, completely a different approach now with you know me feeling more 
uh, grounded in who I am and not looking for someone to fill the void or to, you know, take care of me, right? Or, you know, to, it's a different experience now as I contemplate that, like how more equal and that it will be. And so I kind of look to the future with that and, and look forward to experiencing that type of relationship. Just sort of being aware of old patterns in life. Oh, yes. And then... Because wherever you go, there you are. <laughs> there right? you are. So you can jump into a new one, but you're going to find If you really haven't done the work, you're probably repeating that pattern. Is that what yeah, I hear you yeah. say? And you can come coach with me. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, you know, going through the divorce process, uh, one of the things you've mentioned is just your support team. And, and yes. who showed up for you? Who was there for you in the divorce process? Oh, Meg Hanshaw. Um, she is, uh, we have a nonprofit together and um, called I Be Me and it's to have created empowerment education. And so I got, I was very into that with her and she knew what I, the kind of work I did and she was also a coach. So I definitely, she was my rock at the time and completely supported me and working through, you know, what I was feeling because you have to have something, somebody, some kind of way to process your feelings during this time. It's just overwhelming Yeah, if you don't. So, that's, that's good advice. Yeah. And um, just as an aside, you do you do this kind of coaching? Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. I mean, I, I work with quite a few people who are going through divorce. And, you know, I my, my approach with them is to support them in everything we just talked about, right? Finding your truth, what's your yes and no, and helping them process these feelings and being able to help them create a vision of what is possible on the other side and not just get so enmeshed and drowning in the negative and, and the, all the emotions, right? But to stay connected to what you're, what you're building and what you're moving towards. Mm -hmm. That's and really good advice. It's so important. I think, you know, in all the divorces that um, I've been a part of, I think one of the defining characteristics of somebody who, you know, is able to move on to that next chapter is that ability to create a vision and not get lost in the hurt and the resentment and the anger. And it's hard to do. It is hard to do when, you know, during the divorce, you know, when you hit when you face a divorce, especially if you didn't want it, right. that's really hard to do. However, if if you can touch that and tap into that, it is it absolutely helps you deal with the anger and frustration. And and you know, that's fair to, to process those feelings. I but to attach and get so enmeshed with them, that's it you go nowhere, right? Like mm -hmm. so there's that dance between allowing the feelings and letting them move and then connecting to that, touching that vision. Because the truth is, even when you think that it's the worst thing ever, it usually isn't. <laughs> it usually isn't. It usually isn't. It's usually like, oh, okay. Once you're through the other side, you're like, wow, okay. Even I can see this was good, but look, you know, you have more clarity when yeah. you're on the other side. And I think if I had to share any advice, you know, any wisdom is that, you know, you, you, you will have that clarity. Like if you can, if you can just hold on to that and know that, you know, if you choose it, if you choose to focus on what you're building and, and uh, using it as a learning and growing time, 
the other side is amazing. And you don't always have to know every single thing. That was the one that I think that was a big thing for me, not knowing, not having all the answers, not, um, you know, having control and certainty and to lean into that at the beginning, looking back now, I want to share with people, you don't have to know it all. Like you don't have to have all the answers. What, what I noticed, because I believe this, right? A part of it is belief that I believed I would get the support I needed. And it came every single thing I needed at the time came to me, or I would ask for help when I needed it. And things just came to me as I needed the help, not, and clarity would come as I needed it and decisions. I didn't have to have it all figured out at no. the beginning. You don't have to know what that next chapter is, exactly. but you are preparing for the next chapter. Yes. And you've done such a marvelous job. Um, I always, I always say, you know, divorce is not a life defining moment. It's a period of change. And if you're open yourself to it, it can mm -hmm. really be a period of transformation where you really set yourself up. Absolutely. I mean, I, when I watch people go through such uh, hard, you know, chaotic conflict during divorce, and you know, I get it. Some people don't have these values, right? They don't have the roadmap uh, and the commitment to, to handling it that way. And you know, that's really tough when that, when that choice is that. But if you can reach, you know, and find a way to have this kind of commitment, and, and uh, stay true it, even if one person in the divorce isn't doing that, mm -hmm. if one person can do that and still set good boundaries, but stay true to it, it the we need this. Like pe our kids are so affected when we don't do it this yeah. way. It's already hard enough, right? But I just, it's, 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 I feel like we're moving in this direction where we can learn to do this in this way into marriage, even though it's really hard in a more connected way. Yeah. It's good for everyone. And a life giving way. Yes. And your ex-husband is happy. Yeah. He seems, he's happy. He's like, um, you know, he is move. He, he knows that it is, he's moved on and yeah. it's good. Yeah. You and know, you're happy for happy. him. I'm happy. I'm happy yeah. for him. That's great. As we kind of wrap up our time today, what message of hope do you have for somebody who's in that decision-making phase? What would you, what would you tell yourself who, you know, back in those three years when you were struggling with the decision? To one, make, you know, it, it is fair to look at your the patterns, your beliefs and patterns. I mean, a lot of people don't really do that. They just kind of react and, um, or not react, right. And stay put, but to really look at and, and how you're showing up in the relationship and work with that before you just exit out. Right. But when it, but to, um, trust kind of like what I said before, once you know that it is a once you know and you have certainty that it's time for you to move on, that you you don't have to have it all figured out. And that's my biggest piece of wisdom. Yeah. It's like get get your basic information right and understanding and reality of what you're going to face. But the rest of it, you don't have to know. You're gonna you can get support as you move forward. You don't have to know. You just take that one step at a time. You will get what you need as you move forward. And you it, it is a stretch, but 
you know, when you embrace that, it's, it's, it's worth it. It is. Thank you, Kim, for your generosity of time and just sharing your experience. I know that it's going to touch people's lives. So we really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for the work you do. You know, it's so important. (laughs) If you would like to learn more about Kim, about the Wave Institute, about the work that she does, uh, we will include links to her website so you can contact her. And if you like today's episode, we hope you'll hit subscribe and stay tuned for future episodes where we'll talk about the positive outcomes of divorce. Thank you.